0: hello i'm johnny cash
1: hey welcome to the moviecation podcast i'm your host joe i'm cole i'm brady <gasps> we did it we did it look at y'all oh
2: that's the last time that'll ever happen
1: they'll get better Probably. they'll get okay. better what are we reviewing this this week, guys snake eyes right Easy, oh buddy. God, so quick, so quick to get to the main show. Give him some foreplay. Gee, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, it's uh, no. episode twelve, correct, Brady? Yeah, Mister yeah. I totally need
0: to rename. I need to rename the episode on the iTunes thing because I'd put like nine whatever for the title, and it makes it look like we're on episode nine. But I need to change that
1: to episode eleven. There you so. go. Yeah, welcome to episode 12, and uh, we will be reviewing not Snake Eyes, because who still watches G.I. Joe movies in this day and age? But we'll be talking about The Suicide Squad, the uh, premiere, or the, I guess the intro to James Gunn into the DC Universe.
2: Yeah. I'm sure he'll be doing more stuff after this.
0: <laughs> I
1: don't this know.
2: James
0: Gunn guy seems like he's going to... He's gonna get somewhere, you know yeah. what I mean.
2: He has a he has, he has a vibe. He, he has a bright future. I think he <laughs> wrote vibe. the Scooby- Yeah, you know, I didn't expect much from the guy who wrote the Scoop uh, live action Scooby Doo movies, but you know, did he really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, he Holy did. Holy
1: shit,
0: I forgot about that.
1: Oh god, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's why those oh mo- that's, god. that's why those mo- that's why those movies are so good. But that's fucking that's funny as fuck though, because like really if you think about it for a second like that totally fit like you would know that like that fits you because that's who you are and it fits me that like my go-to James Gunn is Troma yeah and the thing is he didn't even direct Tromeo and Juliet he wrote it and Lloyd Kaufman directed it but because of that that's where James Gunn got his start
2: and then he wrote Scooby-Doo in history was made
0: not even like a few like a a few years after tromeo tromeo and juliet was like 92 i think uh and
2: scooby-doo was 2002 so about 10 years
0: yeah but he could have been writing it before like those scooby-doo movies oh yeah yeah you know what i mean i totally that's like figuring out that uh that douchebag that wrote the fucking avengers movie wrote speed you mean the russos no, no, the other oh, two. Josh Wheaton, yeah, the douchebag.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <clears throat> I mean, you do know James Cameron wrote and wrote Rambo 2, right? I know that. No, not a big Rambo fan, but Rambo 2 is probably one of the better Rambos in the series.
1: I never saw any of those movies, I was more of a Predator fan. Rambo's so good. More of a Terminator guy. Terminator's good, but yeah, you know it's been a James Cameron. I remember I I would talk movies with my uncle a lot. Um, I forgot what we were talking about, and uh, I think we we're talking about like when the new, the last Terminator movie was coming out, Dark Fate, and because uh, that's the one that had James Cameron back, right? He wrote that one.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because he was trying to like reboot the franchise with it. I think.
1: Yeah. I was like, I miss James Cameron. He was like, such He's a good that- movie. He was like, I was like, I miss James Cameron. He's like, well, he's doing that movie. I was like, no, you know what? Let me rephrase that. I miss old James Cameron. I Bef- liked Dark
2: Dark Fate. Before, Ava-
1: before Avatar. Because you know, I don't care for Avatar. Avatar is just dancing with wolves in space. It's don't dances,
2: any- it's dances with Smurfs. Get it right? Anyway. I miss old James Cameron.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm not an Avatar
2: fan either. Give me Titanic Two, please. James-
0: I miss James I don't miss James Cameron but I also like kind of do miss the James Cameron that didn't like literally create the iconic female like empowerment character with Ripley as far as like aliens goes and then sure. shits on Wonder Woman for doing the exact same thing. Like bro, there. you literally just shit on yourself at the same time. Like you do realize like yes, there's big powerful cinematic female character like scarlett O'Hare from gone with the wind uh-huh. probably the one of the most iconic fucking and i'm sure that's not a culturally appropriate you know co- poll to pull from but you know what scarlett O'Hare was a powerful fucking female character in cinema history mm-hmm. but it, as far as like sci-fi and like pop culture and like what we know as like nerdy shit today mm-hmm. goes you probably i'm sure you would get wonder woman still but the idea of like how powerful and like the way she's portrayed in the movies you wouldn't get without sigourney weaver as ripley that's Maybe. like the that's like the pop culture the what nerds go to as far as like when you think of a powerful female character ripley's up there not for everyone but is Rip- very much mentioned 100% of the time
1: princess leia Maybe he forgot about her because it's been like 40 years. He just did like an alien movie like two years before he or two years after he said that
0: or something like or two years before he said that or some shit. I don't remember. But no, the same year. It was literally I remember because I went to go see both movies on the same day. Which movie? It was Alien Covenant or whatever, which I'm pretty sure James Cameron did. Mm. And Wonder Woman came out the same week. It's
1: the first Wonder Woman. Please hold. But Rillie, yeah, really just... Scott. really Scott did. Are you confusing James Cameron and Ridley Scott? Am yeah, I fucking hell, Tyler? This is why Tyler needed to be here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, please correct this uh, in in your mutation correction. Uh, find yeah. out who's find out who he's talking about. Um, we're talking about Tyler. James he Cameron a... did Aliens too, though, right? Yes.
0: I
2: didn't think James or Cameron aliens. did any. I didn't think James Cameron did Alien at all. He did aliens.
1: He did Aliens.
2: I never saw those movies.
1: He did Aliens. Yeah, he did Alien. Ridley really Scott did Alien. James Cameron did Aliens. And then Alienses? Aliens? Aliens, because they, they just added an S for part two. Then
2: you had a couple of S's. For and then from three. there,
1: it's from there it's just kind of like man. And then really Scott came back for Covenant, I think. Yeah, yeah okay for okay. Yeah, I think you might be confusing James Cameron and Ridley Scott. No, no, no. I didn't. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. I didn't mean Ripley. I met. I am totally confusing the two, James Cameron and Ridley Scott. But 100% James Cameron. But what I really meant was Sarah Connor. Sarah, there you go. Okay. I was about to say, yeah. Okay. Well, I I mean, Ripley. Anyway. (laughs)
1: Like I said, Tyler, please correct uh, Brady in the correction uh, chat. And I bring up Tyler, who was a guest on our 10th episode, which you should have listened to it by now, if you're keeping up with this damn podcast. He uh, has humbly
0: he, created a group <laughs> chat for us that is
1: literally called Podcast Corrections. He's, yeah, he's, he's... And they're he, mainly
2: directed at Joe and Brady, because I don't make mistakes.
1: No, it's because What's you, you call? It's, it's because you haven't showed up, Disney boy, so shut up, all right? What are you talking about? I've missed one Settle episode. Settle down, weasel. And that was months ago. Settle down, weasel. we
2: already established... Anywho,
1: I'm
0: Rick
2: Flag.
0: You're oh, so, so you die. That's that's the point of that whole poster. You're saying you're gonna die in the end. Spoilers.
2: Yeah, you, die too, <laughs> you
1: you die too, Poke It Up Man.
0: So yeah, Tyler but my po- death is Norman. more badass
1: than murder. Hey, everyone, shut up. Tyler was supposed to be on the podcast with us, but somebody forgot to remind him that we we're recording today at a Joseph. Yeah, so you forgot s- to
2: remind him.
1: I'm not Joseph A. Names. Bank over there. But some people who rarely make mistakes made a mistake. Uh, it happens. But uh, Tyler will be on the next episode, which you'll be taking the lead on. So get ready for that, Tyler. Yeah, he's
2: gonna be Joe's permanent replacement. So he doesn't forget to alert people.
1: I'll give you. You got like two more weeks, and you're out of here, buddy. All right, Mister. <laughs> I'm. I'm busy. I the world. I would love to see you, try Mister, to Mister. I gotta go ride some teacups at Disney.
2: I would love to see.
1: you I'm making a. some stir fry over here, but no one's responding to my text messages.
2: Yeah, nobody was responding to my text <laughs> messages. I was having a sad boy moment.
1: Oh, it's like oh, baby, say and that's why you got to stay one
2: here. One is the loneliest number. That that's why you got to stay is here because
1: we're we're family here. You got to stay know. here.
2: I don't know who sings that song. It was in the Venom two trailer.
1: Anywho, so before we get into it, I know we've been kind of reading around. Have we watched anything else new this week, boys? Any shows before? Um, I Unfortunately,
0: Cole has watched two things. I think.
1: Why? What two
0: things? Snake Eyes and fucking Jungle Fever book cruise. I did not see.
2: (laughs) I did not see Snake Eyes. I haven't seen Snake Eyes yet.
0: Oh, thank God! Uh, I did see Jungle
2: Cruise though. Let's talk
0: about that. I kind of want to hear what you have to say about that. Okay. Tell me about it. So
2: yeah, it's it's a weird one. It's basically the mummy w- w- meet it's basically the Mummy meets Pirates of the Caribbean and it's pr- it was pretty damn good I enjoyed it like as far as like, I-, I want more movies based on Disney Prides like because they're, they're so dumb but when they're done like this or like pirates they can be pretty good and yeah I thought it was fun. I had fun with it it was a fun little movie. The rock was cool there's a there's a fucking twist. I'm not gonna say but there's a spoil shit. I'm not gonna I...
0: watch a movie. We spoil stuff all the time. Just okay. spoil it. Yeah,
1: this okay, is what this Puck. this is what this podcast does. Spoil it.
2: Okay, so the rock the rock's character is like a million years old or some shit, like in and...
0: some reason I felt like I could see that coming watching the yeah. trailers.
2: Yeah, so he's like a million years old and he's got in like this ancient battle that him, this other guy have been fighting for all
1: these years and I think the hat kind of kind of spoiled that. His hat looked very old. <laughs> anyway, but no, it was a good
2: movie. Um, other than that, I haven't really watched anything. I uh, I'm trying to think, have I watched it? I finished. Well, I'm not gonna mention that here because y- y'all are gonna.
0: No, do it. You, you already said it. Up. it up. you got to do it. Do
1: it.
2: Do it. I finished season two of High School Musical, the musical series.
1: God, I hate the name of that. That is the longest fucking name it's in such the world. A ter- it's,
2: it's such a terrible name. And, and the thing is, after season one, it has literally nothing to do with High School Musical. So I'm just like, drop the name, call it something else. But season, I, I love season one. Season two, I'm just like, what, what the hell are we doing? It, it was okay. I was I was too angry at the characters the whole time. I wanted to strangle, strangle them. And for legal reasons, that is a joke. For any... Listening, because <laughs> the kids in that show are all like sixteen or
1: some shit. So I started watching Peaky Blinders again because someone who listens to the podcast mentioned how good a show it was, and I told them I'd started watching it a while back and I kind of gave up on it. But I started, I started again, and I really enjoy the show, man. It's fun. So it's, uh, Cillian Murphy's in it, and uh, Sam Neil. Which is the dinosaur man, which is also Doctor Grant from Jurassic Park. Alan. Um, good show. I'm in season two already. Well, I just started season three today. It's good stuff. And then I started watching um, Never Have I Ever, the show from uh, Mindy Kaling on Netflix. Cole, I think you will like it. Cole, it's based on some kids in high school who are. um, It's if I was a girl who's in high school who's like the smart, like one of the smartest kids in the school. And she gets into some shenanigans. I think it's it probably be up your alley. I think you enjoy the humor of it. Okay.
2: You said it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I'll check it out.
1: Uh, Brady, you got anything?
0: I think I've been really busy lately, man. I don't think I really like watched anything new.
1: Yeah, I've been busy. I mean, with camp and then doing your uh, your slideshow and everything for it. You've been you've been rather busy. Yeah, man. It's it's fucking.
0: Wow. Uh hold on. I'm scrolling off on my phone to see. Oh, I rewatched Bernie the other day, which I highly recommend to anybody that yeah, has seen it. You
1: told us about that. I do want to watch Bernie. That was one of the movies I never got to watch.
0: I rewatched Django. Oh, I can never miss with that one. Uh, fuck, dude. Oh, oh shit, dude. I watched that Woodstock documentary. That's right. Oh, you hadn't watched it yet? no i did like i watched before i left like the day yeah, before I, left. I broke, okay yeah because i watched it too man god dude that was like i'm not gonna That's, like bore people with it because like i could get into that documentary but like and honestly one of these days i'm probably going to bring a documentary into uh like a show and tell essentially for like what we watch but like damn dude that it was a good documentary It made
1: me happy in some parts and it fucking pissed me off in other ones, like Yes and yes, especially because I know how it is. Like obviously like because I play in a band, I know how things can be like that. Even though like not on the same scale. But like when we play like all day shows, we're supposed to have like twenty something bands, stuff like that. Like earlier this earlier this year we played um during Memorial Day weekend, we played a quote unquote festival that ran two days and it was complete chaos. Like, it had rained the night before. So, like, bands were getting delayed, and then they were camping. They're like, they, they were telling them, hey, well, you can play tomorrow instead. Yada, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, just the show getting started late. And right before we got on, uh, some dude was supposed to be playing like guitar solos while we were setting up. It was a big old mess. So, like, I could really, like, I can understand the frustration of it being like that. But seeing this, you know, seeing it on. Such a grand scale for something that's supposed to be like an iconic uh concert—it blows my mind that they let it get that bad. And like, and like, of course, hindsight's always twenty-twenty, and, 20 and like, oh, they should have done this and that, this and that. But you, sh- you know, still, you should have just knew better. But I guess you well, know. That- I guess- <sighs> so
0: I know you're not like I know. I know you and I have talked about this before. Like the fact that you weren't like super into metal until like later on in your life and stuff like that uh but like for me i got into metal pretty early on from like uh uh like my dad listening to
1: metallica and stuff like that same here cuz like i remember i i clearly remember like as i look back on it Pulling up to elementary school and my dad blaring Slayer or Metallica, in our old ass car, and him dropping me off, and like I think I got into I really got into metal, whenever Slipknot put out Volume Three. Oh shit, dude, that was like two thousand four, two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah. Um, because like I was like already rooting around like Lincoln Park, like you know your typical yeah your your, your gateway rock bands. And then I got into Slipknot. Hey, man. And...
0: Say what you want about Linkin Park. They are a gateway rock band, 100%. But oh, yeah. Those still, early I albums. Those early albums. I still listen Not to so them. much their newer stuff. Like, I think Minutes to Midnight might have been their last good album. I, you lost me in Minutes to Midnight. Like, I, should, I could not get into it. Okay, Minutes to Midnight really only had, like, three songs. Yeah. I think that one might be my favorite.
1: Uh, well, that but...
0: you like Transformers, so, you know that was literally the transformer
1: soundtrack it was a transformer soundtrack
0: anyway yeah like anyway but like what my point is is like growing up being into metal and stuff like that I and like me is like my personality personally is like when I'm into something like how, how I am with my records and even with like my movies and shit like that like I will sit there and I will read facts about it on IMDB and I will research as much as I can to learn about it
1: Mm-hmm. I so me that being
0: so bad, man. Me being in the metal. Oh yeah, I had to like stop myself a few times because like I was looking up like facts about the Suicide Squad when I was watching. I was like, I need to pay attention. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to know things about it. But for me, with metal, I watched like this show called Metal: A Headbanger's Journey, or it's a documentary. A really good documentary. This dude has like a, a fucking like, master's degree or something like that in history and takes that and applies it to like creating the ultimate metal family tree and breaking it down like by genres and stuff like that and essentially going through the history of metal Mm -hmm. and then from there he created his little he created his company called banger films and so from there he created a show called metal evolution which took that family tree and broke it down into episodes so like you had an episode about early metal and then you had an episode about new wave of british heavy metal and then like 70s metal and grunge and death metal and things like that like what was that different uh that was on bh1 i remember that yeah it premiered the first episode premiered the day steve jobs died
1: yeah dude i remember that
0: watching that i was like this is so interesting but it's because he's coming from like a historical background yeah yeah Uh, one of the most iconic uh moments in metal headbangers journey which is the documentary is He's like interviewing uh, a black metal artist from Norway or something like Gorgroth, I think, like the lead singer for Gorgroth. Yeah, that sounds familiar. And I'm sure you being in the metal community kind of know, might know this scene that I'm about to talk about. But he's literally like, he, he literally asked this dude, uh, So, what, what is the main inspiration or like muse behind Gorgroth's music? And the dude literally just sits there and goes, Satan.
1: Yeah, I remember his, that because he has like his sunglasses on. He's kind of looking down, he's like, Satan, yeah, then, exactly. And then and he's like a him,
0: goblin in his hand, is just...
1: and then, then they ask him something else, and he just goes, Freedom. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, why does he sound like Batman? Eh.
0: Because that's sh- what
1: black metal does, okay? <laughs> Either, but yeah, um, time. or you scream really high pitch, and that's it. Into a really bad microphone but, uh, that's in a cardboard box.
0: <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, uh, so like this dude's also made like he's offshot things into there's a show on Netflix called um hip hop evolution. Okay. Same he he made it same through concept. his company, had someone else, but yeah, it's the same concept. They start out with like the birth of hip hop, which is like the boogie down bronx and all that. And then there's also like uh, that new one on Netflix that just popped up that people are talking about right now, which is like the history of pop music or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's the one that everyone's talking about where T Pain like told the story about Usher saying he fucked up music. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh so anyway, even in that like they did a metal evolution um Episode about new metal, and of course they're going to talk about Slipknot, Corn, Limp Biscuit, like those things because they were, although some of them weren't necessarily new metal, metal, they were really popular. That's where they came up. Like Stain could be considered new metal. They're not, but they came up in that time because that's they had that sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, things like that. Um, but they brought up Woodstock 99 in it and yeah. uh Fred Durst was at the time he was playing it off like oh fuck me it's Woodstock 99 I gotta play Woodstock 99 if I cost a ride it cost a ride mm-hmm. nowadays he's changed his tune we're like it's he's tired of the blame on him and honestly a lot of like metal people are kind of getting tired of the blame too like Jonathan Davis from Corn back then was like I mean you, you you can't blame entirely on Fred Durst but like shit like shit happens and the funny thing is is even on like just regular because they did it they covered Woodstock 99 in the pop documentary as well mm-hmm. which is so weird because it literally started out like they talked about like Britney Spears and like Backstreet Boys and stuff like that like boy bands and stuff mm-hmm. but then like one episode was all about like festivals which made no sense but they brought up Woodstock 99 mm-hmm. um, and in that one they completely blamed Limp Biscuit. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, if you look at, like, when the big fires that they show started, which you now know, were night two
1: during and Red Jill Hot Peppers.
0: Chili Peppers mm-hmm. and not during Limp Biscuit. And so, like, when the fucking, the, the co-founder of uh, the Woodstock 99 was like, when do you go to a show and Limp Biscuit screams break stuff? I'm like, every show that Limp Biscuit plays, that's the name of their song, is break stuff. Like... You cannot blame Lip Biscuit entirely on Woodstock '99's failures, and they they didn't go with that route. They started to, but they didn't go with that route. And I was kind of impressed with that. There was things that I wasn't so impressed with, like just the general douchiness of the founders of Woodstock. Like,
1: yeah, I was. I really enjoyed the. I really enjoyed the documentary. <clears throat> and if you haven't watched it, everyone who's listening to the pod should go watch it. It's an interesting watch to see music that was popular at the time. And you like you look at the combination of everyone playing these event, and you understand why, you know, some things like this don't happen anymore because of events like this, you know, because like, comparison to to now, you know, Woodstock '99 would, would be like, our generation's Firefest, Fest. If someone's wondering about that, you know, because the Firefest yeah, was, was a shit totally. show, but you know, Woodstock '99 was the same way. Um,
0: at least Woodstock '99 actually happened. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. But you know, like I said, I I don't watching the documentary, I don't put the blame on Limp Biscuit, but it was definitely Limp Biscuit that kind of took it over the peak. And that's when the shit, you know, the shit ball started rolling downhill from there. Because that's when it started breaking things, and then Chili Peppers, you know, had the fires the next night. And, you know, so stupid of Chili Peppers the way they were about they they're like, hey.
0: But they still so, didn't cover it. They still didn't cover it, yes. Limp biscuit saying break stuff, and that's when they started to notice people were breaking stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: the, ultimately, the reason why people were breaking stuff, which just so you know, they were breaking down the giant peace wall that was supposed to keep people out, out was because they wanted to escape the hellhole that they were in. Yeah, they wanted was to $4 get four dollars for beers, it was a hundred dollars or a hundred degrees outside. People were people literally died.
1: Yeah, people died. So like before we get yeah. to, uh, before we go any further with it, ch- you know, check out check out the Woodstock Nine Pod uh, documentary on HBO Max. Very good watch. Definitely interesting if you're into that stuff. Uh last thing on Fred Durst. Have you seen the way he looks right now? The whole dad yeah. vibe? Everyone's like dad vibe, this, yada yada yada. I'm like, am I well, that's the, the
0: name only? of a nude song? Yeah, too. but like,
1: am I the only one that sees him looking like uh James Hetfield? If he wasn't, I, so, I can see that. If he wasn't so into like Metallica, like if he lived a normal life, and I was oh, like, I totally, see, I see James Hetfield in it, but that, that's, that's just me.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: shit, dude. All right, yeah, let's move on though. Let's move on. Let's get to uh, Cole's new Cole. movie of the year, The Suits. Cole's now. movie
0: of the year for this
1: week. For this week, Oh, shit, Man, Well,
2: no, let's see what 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 else did I.
1: You've had like three movie of the years in the past month. It
2: was this Cruella. What was the other one? I need to rewatch, dude. I'm still pissed we didn't review Cruella. You said
0: fucking Space Jam, okay? You said fucking (laughs) Space Jam. Okay, that was that was a a joke. That
2: that one was that one was a joke.
1: I was serious about Cruella. This one, no.
0: I don't think you were. You you're saying that now, but at the time, I don't think you were joking.
1: Start up those
2: fryers. It's actually rev up those fryers. Whatever. Sir. You know what I'm talking about, though.
0: The fact that you fucking know the quote.
2: Dude, it's Spongebob. Of course I know the quote. Oh, oh God. Percent.
0: I thought it was
1: a fucking Space Jam quote. Cue up no. Tim, please. <laughs> all right, all right. So, yeah, let's talk, let's talk about uh, the Suicide Squad. Uh, Cole, you us
0: yeah, let's start with the suit. I
1: guess we'll compare the two while we're going on. Yeah, anyway, we're, we're going to have to talk about both of them because you have to talk about both of them because everyone's a of them. Yeah. But uh, go ahead, Cole. You take the lead on this one. Why do I have to
2: take
0: the lead?
1: Because it's your movie of the year. Yeah, okay. I'm going to grab a drink of water.
0: So.
2: No, damn it, jo- Joe. You take the lead. Okay. Fuck. Cole,
0: take the fucking lead, dude. You got this. You got okay. this.
2: All right, so you know, I went into this not really knowing what to expect. You know, I knew obviously, you know, James Gunn's directing. He's got an all-star cast. I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be fun. Holy fucking shit. The first like 10 minutes of this movie are just like literally it's 10 minutes
0: it's it, it, 10 minutes of pulling the rug out from underneath you is what it is. Yeah, really, dude, because, like, if you go back and watch any of the advertising for it, you 100% get, like, Pete Davidson and everyone straight through all of it. Pete Davidson's in every single ad.
2: All of those guys are in most of the ads. Michael Rooker, Pete Davidson, like, they're in most of the ads for this fucking thing. And I had a... You know, seeing the trailers and ads... I had a feeling the final team was gonna be, you know, Harley, Polkadot Man, King Shark, and all those guys. Well, I wasn't expecting you know Pete Davidson and Michael Rooker to die in the first five minutes. Oh, spoilers, by the way, for those of you, you know, who are watching this to not get spoiled, dumb asses. Jesus Christ. Someone's
1: not <laughs> happy at all. Jeez. Anyway. Who hurts you? God. Oh, I got a list. Well, keep going. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, so You know, the opening was Just fantastic, and then Oh, can we talk about the opening Like cre- title sequence You know, the credits, the opening credits Just listing all these names Next to their lifeless Dead bodies Jesus Honestly, car- that was
0: hilarious oh, like, it was- That shit, those first Ten minutes, I literally had to pause Because I was cry laughing so hard It was a really good opening Honestly, I was I not love- like I 100% was not expecting it to open like that like no I didn't I only watched like maybe the first trailer that came out for it and I was like all right this looks really good but I was not expecting the whole like idea of like two different teams and literally the first team is there just to die yeah and it 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 came off as like um James Gunn being like, "Hey, you remember all those things that you, the fans, complained about in the first movie? We're just gonna blow it all up right away. Like that's what we're gonna do."
2: Not Captain Boomerang.
1: I really enjoyed the opening sequence. I was so with them pissed. playing.
2: Up. I was so pissed about Captain Boomerang.
1: I really liked that they opened up with Folsom Prison Lose Live. The live version <laughs> at False yes. Prison loved it. Honestly, like I listen to the Fulton Prison Live uh album very often, like a lot. And so like I'm always just driving around just singing that real loud. I need, to get like, right. some. I, need I need it. I need it. It's so good. Oh. If y'all hear like jingling, it's my cat Freddie hopping around. So when I'm um, when I'm gone for a while, it starts to be all needy. So
0: But yeah, man, like those first ten minutes, like just really, I will say my one complaint about the whole movie. This is my only complaint, and it's probably going to make a lot of people mad. Harley Quinn. I thought her. She did the, nothing. Why was she. She really her? did nothing for the. Yeah, she really did nothing, and like spending as much time like, as we did on her side story really just like those was the one part of the movie I was not a fan. Of.
2: I saw I saw a review somewhere where someone was like oh and Harley Quinn stole the show. I'm like did we watch the same movie? Harley Quinn did nothing aside from kill that one dude like I'm just okay like we didn't need her it was nice to see her again but we didn't need her. I wish you know we had spent more time with let's say Polka Dot Man you know, or more time with Weasel, please. Hey, we got more time <laughs> with Weasel.
0: I'm just saying. Yeah,
1: not enough time.
2: No, no, more time with Captain Boomerang. Damn it! Why? He's boring. I hate Jai Courtney. Dude, he was my he was my favorite character in the first movie. He was the only one I didn't hate.
1: You don't like uh, Killer Croc? That boy. Killer that Crock boy. Kidnap
0: you, kid out your kidney.
1: That boy Waylon Jones, come on, man!
2: They they did my boy Killer Croc so dirty in that movie. I
0: like them like that. Yeah,
2: this movie felt a hundred. This movie
0: felt complete compared to the first one too.
2: Yeah, and here's the thing: I like the first one. It's 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 a ter- it's a terrible movie, but it's a fun movie. This is a million times better.
1: When was the last time you watched the first one? Ooh.
2: Uh, last year, right before Birds of Prey came out, I watched it the night before. How
1: about you, Brady? It's been a couple years. I watched it earlier this week, and it's definitely not as bad as I remember. No, it's not. It's, it's just it was it was, a, it was a solid movie. Honestly, it was a solid movie, and uh, and I was like, I used to be kind of like against the whole Joker, the Jared Leto Joker, but I got over it, and it wasn't bad. Seen him in in the sound and you know the first one, I was like okay cool whatever, but
0: so I guess my biggest complaint about the Jared Leto jo- Jared Leto Joker for the original Suicide Squad movie is the fact that like and they didn't market it this way, but they did very much hype up oh Jared Leto's the Joker in this for only five
1: minutes of screen time maybe. And well, they, if, if it they, not they cut all his scenes. Yeah, Does they cut be, a lot of his scenes. So like, he had enough for like two whole movies or some shit, from what I heard. I don't know, like I, f- I forget all of the, the drama b- around it, but yeah, he had more scenes in the movie that just cut a lot of it out. So anyway, I saw I saw the the first Suicide Squad earlier this week, so I can kind of, of course, I because I figured we touch up on it a little bit. And, you know, even though The Suicide Squad is more of a standalone sequel, there's no real connection to it. Although we do see some familiar characters. Yeah, aside like from that.
2: the characters, they don't they don't really draw reference to it. Like, like, they don't mention the events of it at all. Like, this is very much a standalone. Uh, they don't
0: know, mention the events, but they mention the, at least for the audience purpose, there is dialogue that hints that, like, you should already already know what's going on. Like yeah. The idea of this
1: yeah like because that's and that's another thing but the movie just felt like there was no hey we're we're putting together a team and stuff like that that
2: was my thing it got going right away like yeah
1: with you know Valadez showing up and there's Michael Rooker he's like no I ain't joining your team like I'm out and you know same thing with Idris Elba's character you know he sees her show up he's like I'm not I'm not joining your team like I'm not gonna do that like it's just it should. It's already assumed that you know what they're talking about and stuff like that. Um, overall, I enjoyed the movie. I, like you know, the first ten minutes were hilarious. You know, it was it was a Let's fun get past movie. those first ten minutes. I feel like we yeah. have talked Let's about look, that a lot yeah. a from there. Uh, the pace in the movie was really good. You know, it was pacing one hundred percent was amazing. It was quick. Yeah. It was fun. You know, I liked everyone's banter amongst themselves because they weren't they weren't really chummy. They were just kind of like. You, you know, to everyone to each other,
2: especially Bloodsport and uh, Peacemaker, Jesus yeah, Christ Peacemaker,
1: you know, peacemaker such a piss contest so, between them two. So
2: here's the thing before the mo- the before the movie came out, like they had announced months ago they're doing a peacemaker show for HBO Max. I was not on board with that. And I'm like, oh well, why? I already don't like this character. Then I saw the movie, I'm like, fuck, I want all I want more of this guy.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. John Cena. You know, yeah, it was. He was a lot better than Damn. I expected. And but yeah, like the the piss contest between him and Intercello, basically, you know, them trying to outdo each other was great throughout the movie. Uh, he, just does,
2: he just does everything I do, but
1: better. Better. King Shark. I loved King Shark. Sylvester Stallone. Is that him? Yeah, it was Sylvester yeah. Stallone. <laughs> I thought it was um somebody no, else. No King Shark king no, shark king was Shar- stallone yeah it was stallone when i googled it i said it was steve agui no, uh, that, so that was, that's like the, the much- guy in the
0: computer room he was the on set king shark but the voice was sylvester stallone the oh, um okay. okay okay the the way that this is why this is one of the things i read before i had to stop myself from reading anymore but the way the conversation went down was james gunn pretty much walked up to stallone and said hey i got a new movie and i got a part for you when stallone said uh what is it and he goes you're gonna play a shark and he goes anything for you buddy
1: hmm okay i'm okay with that jesus christ but yeah i really i really enjoyed king shark uh like his his more like i'm smarter than everybody in the room but clearly he's no no not he's not as evolved as everyone else in the room and he gave me he gave me patrick star vibes like same level of intelligence and and not to make it, to, to know that the Sylvester Stallone makes it even funnier. But uh, yeah, Dude, like he was terrible.
0: So I had a conversation with some people before, like Wednesday, actually. And they're all like, I don't know how I feel about this movie yet. And I was like, honestly, it's James Gunn. So I feel like it's going to be good. And I 100% in this conversation said, I fully expect this movie to be absurd, like a trauma movie but stylistically like a guardians of the galaxy and, and that's, that's, 100%, exact, that's exactly 100% what it, what it was and I was not disappointed and like the like I said the the fact that like and I know for you guys it's not the same nerd out type moment but for me being like someone who has seen a couple trauma movies and like knows their history and all that and like what type of movies they make and know oh, the, James Gunn's history the, the fact Kaufman that Lloyd here. Kaufman shows up I saw him like he's like, there
2: for a split
0: second when they enter the bar. Yeah, he's there for a lot of the bar scene, but he's okay. Like a I only saw character. I but, only
2: saw him when they first enter, and he's like right there on the side of the screen. Well,
0: there's guy. also a part where like John Cena's dancing, and like he's like slow dancing with someone right behind John Cena. But like for me, it's really cool because like if you know your James Gunn history, which is so weird that I know James Gunn's history because I only seen like a few of his movies. I've seen this obviously Guardians, uh, Slither, Scooby Doo is another one of yes. Apparently the Scooby Doo movies, like I did not know that was a fucking thing, but yeah, uh, Slither with which also had Michael Roker in it, um, and uh,
1: oh, Super, I, saw, I think I saw Slither and I did not like Slither, but I was younger, so did you ever see
0: Super? No, so Super is uh Rain Wilson as a superhero
1: but it's very
0: much it's very much in the same like style in vein as kick-ass where it, it's like Didn't it come out few, like I,
2: it came out like a few months after kick-ass i believe
0: yeah but it was also very low budget and like not like but literally um rain wilson like one of the lines rain wilson has in the movie is like fuck you crime like that's that's literally his like tagline or something like that but um his, his weapon of choice is all, like he literally there's a scene where like something happens Kevin Bacon's in this movie too by the way but there's Jesus, like course. something happens and he runs to his car because every superhero has to have a changing booth like Superman's phone booth he's mm-hmm. running in his car and they like show him changing and it's like ass just gets pressed against the window because he's trying to pull up his pants to change it to his suit and he comes out and it's like this really like tight spandex red suit and he has a wrench and he goes, and this guy's like, "Hey, what are you? What are you trying to do?" And he goes, "Fuck you!" And smacks him in the head with the wrench, and just kills this guy. Like that's the whole movie. Like that's what I the need movie to see is.
2: this movie.
0: Holy shit! <laughs> but it went under the radar. I remember it like,
2: seeing it at Walmart, but I just never, you know, looked at it.
1: Yeah, this, um, this cast is kind of stacked, man. Uh For what? Super. rainbow. Oh, yeah. And- yeah. Rainn Wilson, Elliot Page, which was probably Ellen Page at the time, obviously. Uh, Liv Tyler, I forgot he was in there. Kevin Bacon, Nathan Fillion, Michael Rooker, Jesus. Sean Gunn's in it. Sean Ra- Gunn's in everything James Gunn does. Rob
0: Zombie's got in it. Okay, it's pretty Rob good. Rob Zombie was also in Slither, so he definitely has his like players because okay. Nathan Fillion was TDK. TDK yeah. This TDK. one, okay. So so
2: before we continue on the movie, while we're talking about James Gunn, so a while back he revealed what the plot would have been for Scooby-Doo 3. And he said, I remember, I think he put it on his Twitter, and what he had pitched was that Scooby and Shaggy discovered that the real monsters all along were humans. I'm just like, what the fuck? So yeah, let's make that There's too much
1: Scooby-Doo talk in this podcast. This is the Scooby Doo James maybe. Gunn history. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care for. I don't care for Scooby Doo. I grew Scooby Doo like when I was six. Any Anyhoosers, going on. Uh, Star of the Conqueror. How great a fucking villain is that, dude? Okay,
2: in the fact, okay, they made a point in the trailer not show too much of him, mm-hmm. so I was really worried he was gonna be. Like this monstrous starfish with like a giant, uh, you know, mouth with like teeth teeth and all this shit. It's the fucking eyeball. He's ripped straight from the comics. It's the eyeball and, dude, I'm so fucking happy that we have Starro in a movie. Jesus Christ!
1: I know, like, he was was, amazing. I was happy that we actually got to see him like this because I know they made a small nod to him in the Justice League.
2: Yes, and I was freaking out when that happened, and I turned to my friend when we were watching. I'm like. Oh, this is the closest we're ever going to get to Starro. Flash forward so a few I'm, months later, and I'm one like this was
1: great. And I really like the the creepiness we get when the when the smaller starfish would, would yeah, you the know, spores, the spores they just, onto the onto yeah. the faces. And then everyone like
0: Slither, but you like that because it's kind of the same vibe, though.
1: Is it okay? I need to watch Slither then because, like I said, I was I was young when I watched it, and I was like, this is fucking disgusting. It, uh, it
0: does seem like james gunn really took a lot of his former movies and found ways things that worked in those and Mm -hmm. things that didn't work in those and like style approaches and things like that um like he he put it into this movie too and it seemed like he knew that this could be a one in this could have very i don't think it's going to be but it almost seemed to him. For for me, it seems like he thought maybe this is like a one and done thing, and then I'll be back at Marvel doing Guardians. Well, so he went balls to the wall. Yeah, he's doing Guardians. Well, yeah, but I'm he saying told like him they're he... going to have
1: to wait. Hmm. We'll talk about that in a little bit.
0: But no, I think I'm pretty well. He we already know he did the Peacemaker TV show for HBO Max. Uh-huh. Yeah, I that's think so, there that's... is talk for Suicide Squad three. Okay.
2: Yeah, we'll talk our, more about that later. Yeah, we'll talk. because I got ideas. But yeah, like for, for me, you.
1: like the Star of the Conqueror, like it's like going back to the creepiness of them like, like him using mind control and like speaking through all the bodies as one I'm like that kind of creepiness. I was like, oh, this is nice. This is good stuff. But just how big he got, you know, how, how big of a monster it was, and they're just trying to, you know, it's just these little people trying to take him down. This is cool stuff, man. So like him, like I was happy with that and uh just the way how we get to see everyone's kind of like since we don't we don't get a backstory for all the characters right away i really like how they pasted you know everyone into it like we figured out we figured out how like like why polka dot man is the way he is because i i didn't know too much about him so to get like some info on him i was like, okay this is cool interesting little take and how he would just see his mom and everything
2: that and was that shit was hilarious. He just wants Every to kill his he,
1: mom. Yeah, when God, that was and funny. when Bloodsport tells him, it's you know Starro's your mom, and then it just shows a giant, it's a giant version of his mom dancing. I was like, this is good stuff. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: Did anyone else notice that uh, when they were doing the you know flashbacks and whatnot, uh, Ratcatcher two, her dad was a uh, Takawatiti.
0: Yes. Yeah, I pointed that out. You I was like, because I apparently Joe knew it. I was like, I didn't look like him. And, but I said that pretty early on.
1: What? I was like, just like him. How dare you?
0: No, I said that pretty early on. And then at the end, when they showed like him explaining why rats or whatever. Oh,
1: okay, okay.
0: That was more of a close up shot. And I was like, and then he talked. And I was like,
1: that's him. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was a. Uh... I mean, it's essentially the Pied Piper, you know, but it's cool. It's a cool concept.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, real quick though, I wanted to go back on the Harley Quinn part. When you mentioned how like her storyline didn't do much for the movie. Um, yes and no. I really like that they put her in the in the classic costume in the beginning, you know, in the classic red and black with the with the diamonds on it. Yeah. They went back to that. That's a good nod for them. Um Maddie pointed out, and I don't know if you guys uh noticed either, a lot of her tattoos were gone from like from the first Suicide Squad movie. And yeah, it's I noticed they're tra- that they're trying to move her away from from Joker and to be her own independent person. So I really like that James Gunn took the time of you know putting her in the in the original costume instead of the the booty shorts and the daddy's little girl t-shirt. You know, they put her in the in the classic red and black with the diamonds on it. I like that. Well, they didn't like
0: sexualize her, which is something they really didn't sexualize her as
1: much. You know, and it was cool. Like they said, yeah, her storyline didn't really wasn't really you know pivotal. It wasn't pivotal, but it was cool to see her growth because, like, when she killed when she killed the government guy, and was like, look, like. I can tell you're a bad guy, and I've had some bad guys in the past, and I don't need that negative negativity in, in my life. So I'm just gonna go ahead and kill you because probably I'm doing the, the world a favor by killing you. So she still has her her psychotic side of her, but you can tell she's she's growing. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty cool. and That's pretty fun. Here's my. thing. I don't think thing. she had
0: a lot of those tattoos
1: and birds of prey, did she? I. That's what I was. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't remember actually. I don't. I can't recall now that I think about so, that. So
2: and that's my thing, like. I still don't feel like she needed to be in this. She just had. We just had Birds of Prey. I I don't. May, I feel like she should have had maybe a cameo in this at the most. I didn't feel she needed to be in this as much as she was. But they could have given that screen time to another character.
1: It could be like they needed someone like pivotal to be to bring in some. You know, to bring in the audience too. You know what I mean? Kite Man, bring in Kite Man. Someone that a common no hobbyist fan would know. Okay, Condiment King. Damn, Joe. <laughs> I think 100%
0: strictly she was in there because they knew she... they would need someone like other than Rick Flagg from the fa- yes. first movie to carry it on. Yeah. Knowing knowing they were going to kill
1: everyone else in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so, as much as I enjoyed the movie, there was parts I didn't like about it. And I was just kind of like, and, and it felt like it's going back to knowing knowing James Gunn. Um, I felt like it was giving me, like, I it felt like a DC version of Guardians of the Galaxy, but more brutal. Like, seeing the, the font, like the oversized font, whenever they did something, like transition to something like, oh, we're going to go do this plan. And they would show, like, the font of something, or they're going somewhere. Boom, here's the font gave me Marvel vibes like whenever they're going somewhere like if they go to nowhere or they go you know you know what I mean how they do it yeah everywhere. totally so I got those vibes and I was like okay I'm like eh I get it Um, as much as I enjoyed the music same concept as as Guardians of the Galaxy I felt like he got some retro music to move it along and you know to move the movie along to be like hey here's a hit hey here's a hit hey here's a hit, hey, here's a hit. you might know the song I was like okay I feel like he.
0: I to counter your point there, I will say, he doesn't use it nearly as much as he does in Guardians. Guardians seems like it had a needle drop every scene. This one had one right at the beginning, and I honestly can't really like. Yeah. Right at the beginning, and then the those are people who died. Song to open the credits, but I'm having a hard time recalling like what other scenes
1: had like a needle drop like that like it didn't seem as
0: frequent it may have been
1: more at. it may have been more because you're distracted by the humor but i didn't know like i feel like i noticed him more like still because i was like, okay so i felt like he just kind of used his his guardians formula and he knows that this works for this type of movie Well, like i said he, he took kinda, stuff that worked yeah, from yeah, yeah. Movies but i was and- like. And I was like, okay, that's cool and all, but I was like, I guess I didn't really know what to expect. But I I noticed that, and I was like, okay, like that's cool and all, but like I don't want it to be like, all right, we're just giving we're giving DC their version of a Guardians of the Galaxy because we know this works and they know it works, so they're just trying to use it for money. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's cool and all, but and I get it, I I get it, but I was like, okay. And the the biggest thing for me was that the the fact that. And Nicole, maybe you can verify it. Was, was a project really called Project Jotunheim, like in the comics and stuff like that?
2: I don't, I think that may just be, I'm not sure. I don't know.
1: Cause that bugged the fuck out of me. Why? Because Jotunheim J- is where Loki's from in Marvel.
2: Yeah, that, that caught me. When they said Jotunheim, I was like, wait a minute.
1: I'm like, really? Like, that's, you're gonna use that's, that? That's
2: the best you can, like, I don't know.
1: I'll I mean yes, yes, I mean I get it because from space, but you're gonna use like you know a Marvel reference. I guess not a Marvel reference, but like you know, a, a Marvel, it's more Marvel of a
0: Greek mo- mythology reference. Yeah, yeah
1: but, you know, it's mostly associated with Loki of Jotunheim. Because that's where Which people are gonna Greek know it. Mythology. From. Yeah, but people are gonna know it. They're they're not gonna think your common person's gonna think, oh, it's Greek mythology. No, they're like, hey, that's where Loki's from.
0: Yeah, you know well, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be the devil advocate on that part and say they're 100 not poking fun at Marvel for that one.
1: I played the fifth. I'm thinking of just on a, on a standard person level because I'm like I'm like you, but like yeah, I can see it's Greek mythology and stuff, and I understand that. And I'm not but into like
0: Greek mythology or anything like that, but like it, but just you
1: know you know what it's from because we know Thor like that. But <laughs> people are gonna be like, oh, you know, that's you know like a casual person not. Thinking that far into it, they're just gonna assume, you know, make the association of that, and so I was like, okay, whatever, that's cool. Like those are, it's just it was small things that that, that kind of you know were like, eh, all right for me. But it was it was it was more just like on I guess the the further thinking of it, I guess like like I said back on the money side of it for DC, like they wanted they wanted their Guardians of the Galaxy, and they knew Suicide Squad can be something like that, and so. They lucked out with James oh, being, with James Bond leaving, leaving Marvel for a brief second, and they cashed in on that. I'll do
2: you one better. I feel like if they keep this going, do do a new movie every couple of years with a different director. Not only not only could it be their Guardians, it could be their James Bond. Bring in a couple, bring in a new cast every time, keep it going. And I'll tell you, you what call they the need.
0: movie Suicide Squad every time.
2: Obviously, give it a different title, but. But, um,
1: I'll I tell you what, uh, what, I really didn't know what to call it. And yeah. Like, fuck it. Yeah,
2: fuck um, it. The Suicide uh, Squad. The suicide squad. Yeah.
1: So
0: the Here. one thing I, the one thing I did enjoy about the first one, the first one that I didn't get in this one was there was very much like an escape from New York vibe throughout the first one. Mm-hmm and like that was one thing i actually enjoyed from it but i didn't get it on this one so which i'm not complaining about but like that's one of the few positives i can talk about as far as like the first one
1: goes for me like I said, since i watched it again earlier this week i like i liked the characters in the first one like i liked uh i like Will smith's character guy. what his name Deadshot. 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 I was, like, I was thinking because like, it was like Bloodsport. So each was
0: supposed to play him
1: but they yeah. decided
0: to make a new or give him a different character instead because if they do future ones they want to be able to bring Will Smith back to bring him that back. character. But
1: it's like for me it's like you know it's it's essentially the same person you know what I mean like Deadshot never missed you don't see Bloodsport miss and then you have Peacemaker who doesn't miss you know we have three three, <coughs> three, three assassins already I'm like okay that's Yeah, Yeah.
2: they need it in the future. They need to be more creative who they pick. I feel so that we don't get a lot of repetition. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you exactly what they need to do for three. All right, because I've thought about this. Here we go. All right. So the villain Uh one we had Enchantress. Okay, Uh two stepped it up a bit. We had a freaking Kaiju. We had Mm Starro. Okay, cool. Three. Let's go. Let's go sci-fi. Let's go a little more space Brainiac. Who who are we gonna get to take him down? We're gonna bring back Will Smith as Dead Shot. We're gonna bring back Idris Elba Blood Sport. Huh. Uh, who's what's the rest of their team? Kite Man, Condiment King, Sportsmaster, and who's sports the other? Master.
1: Man.
2: Who's there was another I was uh throw an egghead too. Why the fuck not? Any in yeah, that's he's your
0: he's alive, let's do it. Weasel, yes. Fucking weasel, man. So and,
2: and, and for shits and giggles, Captain Care, <laughs> Captain Care. I
0: love. It's like they knew people would talk about Weasel the most, so that's why they had the cut, the in credit scene of him doing his weird ass like
1: crun. <laughs> I love. I love when when they're inside Bell Rev, and he's licking the window, and let's yeah, yeah, yeah. yourself. Like, was just like, what the fuck? Man. Loved it. <laughs>
2: man, you strapped me to a werewolf. <laughs>
1: Best, best. <laughs> Weasel he, is dead. I repeat, Weasel is dead. When he jumps from the from the plane, and they're like, and he's struggling in the water, and they're like, did anyone check to, to see if Weasel can swim? And they just pan to the guy in the, in the in the room. He's just like, like, don't look at me, don't look at me. Like, this isn't my job. I know that it's my job. And the this, noises <laughs> he was making. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just sit in the water, like, looking at him. Like, go help him. <laughs> I, lo- I
2: love when they're in the plane and they're all freaking out about
1: Oh, is this you strapped me to a re- werewolf?
2: He's not a werewolf. He's harmless. A, what? Well, he's not harmless. He's killed 27 children, but.
0: <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines. He's like, it's not, he's a weasel. He's harmless. Well, well he's killed not- 27 children, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> my other my other favorite line was uh, uh, when King Shark goes, head, head. and <laughs> Salvo goes, you get goes, oh, fuck, we're all going to die. And Pokedot Man's like, I, I hope, hope so.
1: so. I hope so. <laughs> like, geez, dude, so relax. Can you lighten up, kids? <laughs> I love when he was, when when King Shark was, like, on the upper levels of the tower and uh, he sees those little fish thingies. Jesus Christ. He's like, new dumb friends. New dumb friends. <laughs> Start eating them when you get out.
2: They fucking eat. Start, try to eat them lot. Oh
1: god! Man. You know, like, and it was just—it's—it's it's small things like that that really made the movie for me. I was like, you know, really enjoy it. I'll when say they, this: when they're putting Probably. the Claymore stuff on the on the walls, oh and he makes god. a little peacemaker. He's like, peacemaker. It's terrible. He's, looks nothing like. Me. Looks nothing like. Me. It's terrible. It's like it's very st- nice, but it's a stupid shit like that. I was like, oh. it's. Like so, him, him and Polka Dot Man were just my my favorite. Him, Pokemon Man, and Weasel were my favorites.
2: So did anyone else cry when no. when uh, Rick Fla- when Rick Flag died? No, oh? no. Oh, I shed a few tears.
0: <laughs> His character was expendable anyway. Like I,
2: yeah, but I didn't know. I didn't wasn't dude. I was not expecting him
1: to fucking die in this. I thought he. I figured he was one of the ones guaranteed to make it. I was more. I was more hurt by Weasel dying, man.
0: Yeah, I really was too. I was like, like I got involved with Weasel from I, was, starting, I got, like, I got
1: so attached so fast.
2: It and was for him Captain, to die.
1: Captain Captain Bermerang.
2: It was too. It was too shocking to me to even like react like that. But Rick Flag, I'm just like, no, don't you? I want to wring
1: John Cena's neck. Honestly, I didn't realize uh, the detachable kid was uh, Nathan Fillion because I was just so off put by his ability.
2: Which was the dumbest shit, in the night and he's, to...
1: he's, he's like, "I got this," and he popped off. Bam, bam, bam. Like... <clears throat> and, but like when they started killing him, I'm like, "They're just—they're like stabbing his arms, and he's just like on the ground screaming in pain." I'm like, "It's just your arms. You're okay." Yeah, I don't understand how that like exactly <laughs> I killed know. him.
0: But, but I was it like, was whatever.
1: hilarious. I was like, "Okay, that's fine. I guess." But no,
0: the, the marketing of this movie was genius, in my opinion, too. Just the fact that like maybe if I read more into it or whatever, but like the fact that I literally had no idea it was going to be essentially two separate teams taken to one.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, me yeah. either. I didn't know that, and it was I thought that was hilarious the way they did it that way. But I was bummed. I was like, oh, well, they burned through these characters pretty quickly. But it was funny because yeah, like, I understood that they were basically the the bait team. Like they were just there to be the distraction. Like they were they were meant to be expendable like you know like the suicide squad is meant to be. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that. So I honestly overall, I like I said I really enjoyed the movie overall. You know, granted my gripes were were not really movie movie related. It was just it was more of an other thinking, but I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was hilarious.
2: I thought it was—I thought it was a great movie.
0: I haven't laughed that hard in a
1: while, so.
2: Yes.
0: It's honestly a solid ten out of ten for me. Like I really, really liked it. I give it an eight.
1: Ten out of ten. Don't give me that look, Pepsi boy. I saw that. Change saw it that.
0: to ten. Mm-hmm. Change it to ten.
1: All right. Okay. Okay. Seven and a half now. Fuck you. <laughs> I give it an eight because just this just is because of my gripes like I said I was like hmm.
2: so if anyone from D.C. is listening and you need someone to play Kite man in the in the next movie not cool. hit me up or just hit him just hit him please. <laughs> I will also settle for condiment King I'm not picky you can be brainiac
1: oh God why I don't know. you give me that brainiac vibe oh we didn't even mention the thinker. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about the thinker.
2: We didn't even talk about. It.
1: I didn't understand that, like
0: his he, power or whatever. He thinks a lot, man.
2: Huh? Yeah, he's oh, he's like tunes in his head. He's like super smart and like, think. He, he was he was on the Flash show. His, his whole his whole gimmick is that he's the smartest man alive, or some shit. Not the most, not the greatest villain, but
1: he's there. I, that's your classic evil. He's,
2: he's basically DC's
1: Professor X, but not as cool. More strung out. <laughs> kind of reminded me of... Uh, do you remember Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Um, when they go play Trivia Night uh, against um, Wayne the Brain. Did you ever watch that? I think I've no. seen... I've seen two. maybe
0: like two episodes.
1: Okay. I think
2: I've seen a total of five minutes of that show.
1: Okay, well, there's a... so. One of the main characters, Frylock, is supposed to be like a real smart guy. Um, But they go play trivia night and he's always getting bested by this one guy named Wayne the Brain. They call him Wayne the Brain. Um, He has a giant head, like a giant ass head. And uh, it's covered in like sod for some reason. And like finally at the end of the episode, he like, he pulls off the sod and he goes, oh, you really are just a brain. And he gave me that kind of vibe because he knew everything. Even when the right answer was impossible, he gave a stupid answer and that was considered correct. But it's because the whole trivia thing was was all created by him. And he just like, he left, he left the earth after that. But he gave me that kind of vibe, like just too smart for everything and just kind of weird. So I, like, oh, I guess that makes sense for a supervillain. I wasn't like,
0: I'm kind of glad that like Starro eventually was like the main
1: yeah, and that's a good thing, like, Star- because, like, main the other thing to look at Star Star
0: villain. Not the Thinker, not- thinker really did nothing for me. Got he, to- he got he got He was forgettable. Star-O. He didn't do it. And
1: that's
2: why I honestly forgot he was even in this.
1: He gets you to Starro, because it's his beast, essentially. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like- he's he's Doctor Frankenstein to the monster. That makes more sense. But yeah, it's just like he I don't know, his character was just forgettable for me. Just a bit, yeah. Oh, and speaking of forgettable characters, Milton. The bus driver. Poor Milton. Poor Milton. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Milton was here the whole time. Polka Dot Man was so connected to him. He was so hurt when he died. Oh, fucking Milton. I'd like to. He was here the whole time? He was here the whole time.
0: We we literally just had a conversation for a full three hours about
1: Milton. (laughs) I love how, how, I love how Harley thinks uh, bloodsport uh, was Milton. He's like, no, like, no, he talked about. Uh yeah. I say, there are some forgettable parts, but, you know. Like I said, they're just—I feel like they're just like pivoting, pivoting people. But it was fine. I was okay with that. Straight up, I was when the rat went into
0: the Starro's eye. I was like, legit sad that this rat was about to die.
1: I was sad and I was also disgusted. I was like,
0: "Yeah." But when high. he came out with Harley, I was like, "Oh, thank God he's alive!"
1: Yeah. <laughs> when he wanted to, he wanted like high five or shake hands with Bloodsport. I was like, "Oh." Uh, uh, I like Sebastian. how at
0: the end, I, I like how at the end he sits in Bloodsport's lap and Bloodsport is like, "Okay." Like, what was his yeah, name? I, I think it was Sebastian. Sebastian, yeah. yeah. They actually had a rat. Really, like they had literally cast two rats to play it. Did they really? Nice like it. if you look if you look on the imdb cast list there's rat i couldn't tell
2: list. i honestly couldn't tell if that was a real rat or if it was cg
0: i'm
1: sure some parts of cg of it but yeah i'm sure him going into star Wars eye was cg cole i for me i think what was discussing you know
2: what brady
1: was, that scene about them going to the eye was disgusting but for me it's just it's because, weird eye stuff fucks me up and i was yeah fine i was, with say, I was yeah. saying like for me it's just because i have like a weird thing about eyes and so to see this eye get popped and the the fluid come out, and it starts to deflate. I was just like, eh, my eye. I'll
0: have to send you. I'll have to send you a, a clip from Lucio Fulci's zombie. Um, with an eye, like that really? scene fucks me up. Send me but it. like this
1: one was just like,
0: like yeah, an eye thing's happening, but I'm kind of okay with it.
1: <laughs> um, and speaking of eyes, I'm replaying Dead Space. Have y'all? Did you ever play Dead Space games? Free, uh, very no. very like not like i didn't get
0: like super into it but i played like maybe a couple levels one time when i had my xbox
1: okay terrifying games to me like the first game when when it came back when it came out back in 2008 i legit almost picked up smoking cigarettes because i was so stressed out that game stressed the fuck out of me and then when it came to part 2 like same thing i was stressed out the whole time but there's a scene toward the end of the second game where they need to like trigger like a a memory that's I have like that the character has like blocked off in his mind. So they use a laser to go into his eye to like push on a part of his brain to to trigger the to trigger no, that thought. No, Let me finish. No, no, no. Let me finish. <laughs> so like you have to like you're controlling the laser and you have to like go slow and watch me point with the with my finger Brady. Watch me point with my finger Brady. You're going into the yeah. eye and you just I'm see the, like the laser the fucking... coming in <laughs> are you done are you I'm done like and uh if if you didn't if you didn't do it right like if you didn't pace it right the laser would would just like bash into his brain like into his face and that the eyes would like, both eyes would explode and like just his whole face blows up and the game's over and that's like that's like the one thing i'm not looking forward to in this game i'm like halfway through the game already i'm like oh, i'm stressing out about that scene already but now that i know we have an eye thing i'm gotta start sending more of that stuff in the in the group chat great
0: yeah <laughs> i'm i'm good with what we've
1: said i don't i can't think of anything else to talk about i i really can't like i said it's i mean it's not a super detailed movie so like there's only so much we can talk about about for it <laughs> But uh, yeah, I guess you know. Going back, we all enjoyed the movie. It's definitely one to watch. Um, I hope, I hope, yeah, Gunn is able to do more of it because it, it was definitely interesting. It's a good take. Uh, and now that John Cena has stolen the Peacemaker costume, I'm sure we'll be seeing it more. Th- that's
2: often. hilarious to me that he stole it and he's just wearing it everywhere now.
1: I don't blame him. So, I want I
2: want him to show up to WWE just where I know it. he
1: was hanging out in LA, like on the corners of streets, and we're just waving at people in it. There's clips of that floating around. So that's pretty cool. But um yeah, I'd say that's a good that's a good stopping point for the night boys. Um next week we'll have Tyler back, hopefully this time around. Uh, and it's gonna be his pick of a movie since he didn't get to uh, be on this week's episode. Oh, I'm so, scared. I, um, I'm not scared. I was talking to his brother earlier. <laughs> his brother was telling me that he was trying to remember what movies he had. Like Like when he came on for the 10th episode, he had to ask his brother what movies did he have, like, uh, did he like that were overall, like, disliked? Like, what was his, like, movies that were opinionated as shitty, but he enjoyed them and stuff like that. I was like, "Why is he asking you?" He's—I don't know—you know—he can't remember them. So <laughs> we'll bring that up next week, but uh, he'll be choosing the movie, and we'll talk about that. So you? Can't boys, you? Any,
2: it can't be any worse than when uh, we did. Than when you guys let me choose Laser Team. It definitely
1: can't be worse than that.
2: Hey, that was a that was a great movie, and you know it, Joe. It Was not. Hey, you
1: know you. hey.
2: Brady liked it, so that my mission
1: was accomplished. Cole, you wait. It's August now. We're getting close to October.
2: Man, I'm going to be busy in October.
1: Yeah, you're going to be busy all right, watching all the movies we tell you to watch.
2: I got to work.
1: I got to work. No, you're not. You're not going to work. Cole's like, I mean, Brady's like, I got this long list of Halloween movies we're going to watch. Oh, yeah, I do. He's like, first off, Halloween. Next off, Halloween 2. Well, October, exactly. October,
2: the <laughs> October is actually Jackass month. You've got it, you know, mixed up. So we're actually reviewing all of the Jackass movies all of October. I don't know what these guys are on about. What Halloween. Is, what
1: is there to review? We're gonna,
2: so week one in October is gonna be Jack. Is gonna be the first Jackass movie. Week oh, two is no. gonna be Jackass two. It's Jackass Dude, month. No,
0: you Jackass.
1: No. There's nothing to review on that. What? Literally, oh, yeah. we could spend five minutes on Jackass. It's like, oh yeah, uh fucking. They did Chris a trick. Pon- Chris Pontius ass looks good in the first one, but looks better in the second one. Whoop the fucking dick. <laughs> There's not enough dick in the third one. What do you want? We're not gonna do that. We'll talk about it in the chat, but we're definitely not gonna review those. We got we got it'll more be deep. an
2: it'll be a episode. I'll make it happen.
1: We'll talk about it a little bit. A little bit.
0: Half an episode. No,
1: okay. so yeah that's let's wrap it up
0: vacation for this week yeah that was
1: for the week i'm joe i'm cole you guys have a good night bye bye
2: oh my blues always